Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the China Untold Podcast, a platform dedicated to sharing lesser-known stories about the world's most populous nation. I'm your host, Matt Bossens, coming at you from Beijing, China. Since the release of The Legend of Zelda for the Nintendo Entertainment System back in 1986, the adventures of Link and Princess Zelda have spanned 20 games, which have collectively sold over 75 million copies as of 2016. For listeners who are unfamiliar with the Zelda series, the video games take place in the land of Hyrule and follow the adventures of Link, the story's main protagonist. And Princess Zelda, as they work together to find the missing pieces of the legendary Triforce to defeat the eternal baddie Ganon. The most recent game from the Zelda universe was released just last week for the Nintendo Switch, and is titled Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. The game is set 100 years before The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which was released in 2017 to near universal acclaim. The newest game acts as a prequel to Breath of the Wild, following the events of the Great Calamity that saw the antagonist Ganon come to power in Hyrule. On a personal note, Nintendo Zelda games were an incredibly important part of my childhood, and I have fond memories of playing Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask for countless hours with my brothers. After graduating from high school, I largely drifted away from video games. Although Zelda has retained a special place in my heart, and I still make an effort to try each new game that comes out, with the arrival of yet another addition to the franchise, I have decided to revisit an old idea for this week's episode of the podcast. You see, back in 2017 when Breath of the Wild came out, I decided to assemble a quirky article comparing locations from the fictional world of Hyrule to real-life locations in China. I ultimately sat on the story and did not publish it, and as time went on, it became less and less relevant. But now, with the launch of a new Zelda game, the time seems right to revisit the idea in podcast form. Now, before I begin, there are a couple of important things to note. First, I have avoided diving into too much detail for the sake of keeping this episode concise and to the point. As such. I have assumed that those of you listening to this episode are somewhat familiar with the Zelda franchise. If you are not acquainted with the series and don't know Epona from your elbow, then this episode may not be for you. Second, it's no secret that the mythical land of Hyrule has appeared in countless forms throughout various Zelda games. For the sake of simplicity and for my own shameless pursuit of nostalgia, I have decided to mainly focus on regions and notable sites from 1998's most iconic video game, The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. That said, a couple of locations from other Zelda games will make an appearance in this episode. This list has been assembled for fun, and in no way am I attempting to suggest that locations in China were the inspiration for regions in the Zelda universe. Instead, this episode is intended to be amusing for Zelda fans and offer folks interested in China some outstanding travel recommendations. Now, without further ado, here are my top ten locations from Hyrule that can be found in China. 
I'm starting this list off with the first region of Hyrule that players are introduced to in Ocarina of Time, the Lost Woods. These dark and mysterious woods make an appearance in various Zelda titles, serving as the resting place of the Master Sword in some, and the location of the Sacred Forest Meadow or Forest Sanctuary in others. In Ocarina of Time, the forest is the location of the protagonist's home village, which is populated by a small elf-like people known as the Kokiri. Within the borders of the Middle Kingdom, I have selected the Shunnan Bamboo Forest in Sichuan Province as China's answer to the Lost Woods. Also referred to as the Shunnan Bamboo Sea, the forest is located approximately 60 kilometers from the downtown area of Ibin, which is a prefecture-level city in southern Sichuan. The Bamboo Forest is China's largest green bamboo park and is listed in the National Tourist Attraction Rating System as a 4A level tourist attraction. The natural site is allegedly home to 58 different species of bamboo and has been hailed among the top 10 most beautiful forests in China by Chinese National Geography magazine. While it's up for debate whether the famous woodland in the Zelda series harbored bamboo, I draw my comparison based on the fact both forests are extraordinarily dense and easy to get lost in. The Lost Woods can only be described as maze-like in most Zelda titles, much like the Shunan Bamboo Forest with its 87% vegetation coverage. The second spot on the list of Zelda-China comparisons is Lake Hylia. Hyrule's main body of water in Ocarina of Time, Lake Hylia is fed by a river that flows from Zora's Domain, the home of a fish-hominid hybrid race known as the Zoras. In the game, the lake is located in the south of Hyrule, and is the home of several important sites, including the Lakeside Laboratory, a fishing pond, and most notably, the Water Temple. Lake Hylia is also home to a number of small islands. For its Chinese equivalent, I have selected Yunnan's stunning Arhai Lake. To be entirely honest, China is home to a myriad of spectacular lakes, and selecting just one to stand in as Lake Hylia was not easy. I ultimately settled on Arhai Lake because of its spectacular scenery and location within China, since both Arhai and Hylia are located in the southern portion of their respective nations. If you've never visited Arhai, it's definitely worth adding to your China bucket list. Fishing villages and temples dot the shoreline of the large, picturesque water body, and the popular tourist destination of Dali is located along the south and southwest of the lake. I strongly recommend renting a bike and taking your time to cruise along Arhai's coastline, or tossing on some good boots and going for a hike. Up next is Death Mountain. A recurring environment in Zelda games, Death Mountain is a volcano that serves as the homeland of the Gorons, a species of large, rock-loving creatures that live inside the mountain. While some folks may disagree with me, I can only think of one mountain in East Asia that is deserving of a comparison to Hyrule's iconic peak, and that is Dongbei's Changbaishan, also known in Korea as Mount Pektu. Located along the China-North Korea border, Changbaishan is an active volcano with a peak sitting at 2,744 meters. 
It straddles the two Chinese provinces of Jilin and Liaoning, and is mainly composed of ancient granites and metamorphic rocks. Much like Death Mountain, Changbaishan is rocky and barren, although it differs in that its summit is home to a large crater lake. Interestingly, the body of water, called Tianchu Lake, is allegedly home to a group of mysterious aquatic creatures called Guaiwu. Interested listeners are encouraged to check out Episode 2 of the China Untold podcast, which discusses these mysterious cryptids in more depth. The fact that an unknown lake beast possibly resides at Changbaishan makes it all the more Zelda-like, because as all Zelda fans know, nothing screams The Legend of Zelda quite like a mysterious monster. Number 4 on this list is Gerudu's Fortress. Also known as the Thieves' Hideout, Gerudu's Fortress is located on the edge of a vast haunted desert in Ocarina of Time. It is home to a band of female warrior thieves who take guarding their fort from intruders very, very seriously. China's answer to Gerudu's Fortress is the Jiayuguan Fortress, a desert outpost at the western frontier of China's iconic Great Wall. Much like the Gerudu Fort of Ocarina of Time fame, Jiayuguan sits at the edge of a vast and desolate expanse of sand, known around the world as the Gobi Desert. Located in Gansu province near the city of Jiayuguan, Jiayuguan Fortress is a must-visit location for China history geeks. The stronghold is the first frontier fortification at the western end of the Ming Dynasty Great Wall. It was built in the early 1370s. Along with Zhuyong Pass and Shanghai Pass, it is one of the Great Wall's main passes. While to the best of my knowledge, the fortress has never been home to a troop of female bandits, its grand size and desert location make it a reasonable stand-in for Zelda's Gerudu's Fortress. Movie buffs should recognize the famed West China Fortress from Disney's recent Mulan remake. While the original fort itself did not appear in the film, a CGI version set in Xinjiang was featured. Number 5 is the Magical Temple of Time. Although the Temple of Time appears in numerous Zelda titles, it regularly plays different roles depending on the adventure. For example, in Ocarina of Time, the temple is home to the legendary Master Sword, while in Twilight Princess, it's a dungeon. In nearly all cases, the Temple of Time is presented to gamers as a giant citadel. I have no doubt that of all the cathedrals in China, Guangzhou's Sacred Heart Cathedral is the top pick for the Temple of Time. As far as I know, the building houses no magical swords, but it is old and it certainly looks the part. Sometimes referred to as the Notre Dame of East Asia, the 130-year-old Roman Catholic Church is built entirely of granite. Designed by two French architects, the structure was assembled by Chinese craftsmen over a period of 25 years, and was completed in 1888. Today, the cathedral is the largest Gothic-style cathedral in China and Southeast Asia. Every kingdom needs a king, and every king needs a castle to rule from, and Hyrule is no exception. Home to the royal family of Hyrule, Hyrule Castle first appeared in The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, and has since played a role in eight additional Zelda games, 
including Ocarina of Time, The Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess, among others. In Ocarina of Time, the castle eventually becomes the dark and eerie abode of the series' main villain, Ganondorf, who renames it Ganon's Castle. Within China, there is only one place I could think of that could stand in as Hyrule Castle, and that is the iconic Forbidden City or Palace Museum. While I'll be the first to admit the Beijing tourist trap certainly doesn't look the part, it's difficult to find a building in China more politically and historically appropriate to be compared to Hyrule Castle. Constructed from 1406 to 1420, the Forbidden City was the epicenter of Chinese government for nearly 500 years, as well as the home of 24 emperors, 14 of the Ming Dynasty and 10 of the Qing Dynasty. The Forbidden City was added to the list of UNESCO World Heritage Sites in 1987. Number 7 on my list is Hyrule Field. In Ocarina of Time, this open plains area is situated in the middle of Hyrule, and acts as the main access point to most other regions that appear in the game. While selecting a region in China that was most similar to Hyrule Field, I initially felt that the Qinghai Tibetan Plateau was the best fit. After some thought though, I changed my mind and ultimately decided to pick the Dongbei Pingyuan, also known as the Northeast Plain or the Manchurian Plain. The reason for the switch is twofold. For one, the Qinghai Tibetan Plateau is at a very high elevation, and there is nothing in any Zelda game that leads me to believe Hyrule Field is supposed to be high elevation. Secondly, while the Qinghai Tibetan Plateau is vast and open, it is also home to some incredibly imposing peaks, something that Hyrule Field does not have. Meanwhile, the Northeast Plain is China's largest plains area, at 350,000 square kilometers, all of which is less than 300 meters above sea level. The vast fields are exceptionally fertile, and huge areas are used for farming wheat, corn, rice, and soybeans, among other crops. Notable cities located on the plain include Harbin, Shenyang, and Chongchun. Up next on our list, at number 8, is Underwater Hyrule. The 2003 GameCube game The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker introduced gamers to a new, flooded version of Hyrule. Without going into too much detail, the game takes place on the expansive Great Sea, which is a flooded version of the landscape featured in Ocarina of Time. The sea is dotted with islands that were once mountaintops, and over the course of the game, players have a chance to visit all of them, as well as the undersea remnants of old Hyrule, or as I like to call it, underwater Hyrule. China too has underwater runes to explore, most notably the runes hidden beneath the glassy waters of the human-made Qiandao Lake in Zhejiang province. The lake came into existence back in 1959 when the valley at the foot of Wushu Mountain was flooded after the construction of a hydroelectric station. Shicheng, or Lion City, became a real-life Atlantis when the waters began to rise. Lion City is thought to have been built in 621 AD, during the Tang Dynasty, making it close to 1,400 years old. 
The city's remains now lie at a depth of 130 feet below the water's surface. Beneath the 573 square kilometer surface of Qiandao Lake lies countless other settlements as well as thousands of acres of farmland. All told, the massive hydroelectric project saw 290,000 people relocated from the flood zone. Number 9 is Zora's Domain the home of the fish-like Zora species. In Ocarina of Time, the area is home to Lord Jabu Jabu, a giant fish whose insides serve as the game's third level. The domain of the Zora people is notable for its numerous waterfalls, geological formations, and clear blue water. As far as I'm concerned, its Chinese equivalent is Yunnan's stunning Blue Moon Valley, which is located near the popular tourist town of Lijiang. Blue Moon Valley is a brilliantly blue river meandering through a fertile valley near the foot of Jade Dragon Snow Mountain. When viewed from a distance, it resembles a blue crescent moon hugging the base of the mountain. The tourist site is composed of four lakes divided by waterfalls, boulders, and terraced stone steps. While I am unaware of any fish-human hybrids having been sighted here, the area is comparable to Zora's Domain for its waterfalls, blue water, and stunning natural scenery. Blue Moon Valley also plays a role in the folklore of the local Nashi people, which adds an element of mystery to this iconic travel destination. The last spot on today's list is the Southern Swamp. The only location on this list from the N64 game Majora's Mask, the Southern Swamp is a region in the country of Termina, which is the game's setting. For the blissfully unaware, Majora's Mask was the direct sequel to Ocarina of Time. While the game was arguably less successful and memorable than its predecessor, it still holds a special place in the hearts of Zelda fans the world over. In the game, Link has to venture to the Woodfall Temple to save the Dooku Princess. In the process, he spares the life of the innocent monkey, who was imprisoned by the Dooku King. The Southern Swamp is a marshy area, but it arguably has more in common with the stereotypical jungle environment. It has vines, ferns, and palm trees, along with monkeys. As such, I have selected Sichuangbana Dai Autonomous Prefecture in southern Yunnan province to stand in for the Southern Swamp. Covering over 19,000 square kilometers, Sichuangbana borders Myanmar and Laos and is home to lush tropical rainforests. Wild monkeys and elephants call the area home, as do a myriad of birds and other exotic animal species. Visitors to the area would be remiss not to check out the stunning Burmese-style Buddhist temples of the Dai minority. Also, tourists are encouraged to visit in April for the Dai people's New Year's festivities, which involve water fights comparable to the Songkran festival in Thailand. Today's episode was very different from previous episodes, and I hope you enjoyed the change-up. I'm also curious to know what you think of the Chinese destinations I picked to stand in for famous regions from the Zelda video game series. Have you visited any of these destinations? Or would you like to visit them now after listening to this episode? Also, can you think of any other spots in the Zelda universe that could match up with areas in China? 
Drop me a line at chinauntoldpodcast at gmail.com and let me know what you think. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the China Untold Podcast. To learn more about the podcast and to find a list of sources used for this episode, please visit our website, www.chinauntoldpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at China Untold, and on Facebook by searching China Untold Podcast. Again, thank you for joining me, and I look forward to catching you again next time with another fascinating story from the Middle Kingdom.